I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We had... 13 complaints from Ofcom. Oh, fuck off, is that it? Amanda Holden's nipples get more than that. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret of Two. This week I am joined by professional skater, star of Dancing on Ice, and the only fella I know who wears more fake tan than me, it's Matt Evers, everybody! Yay! <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you and hear you. It's good to see you too. Like, I feel like I'm just going to address the elephant in the room straight away because there is a short clip of this that is released as visual. I have a cold, I feel like a bag of shit, and I look like it too. So I just want to apologise no, to you, you don't. and everybody. Oh, well, I'm suffering too. from that cold too, that little bit of man flu. Yeah, but you still look fucking great. Oh, thank you. Look who's in the room with me right now. Oh my God. Do you know what? I was just going to ask you about Candice as well. <laughs> what are you doing? Who's this dog? This is, she doesn't have a mic on right now okay. or in, earphones in, but sh- this is the new puppy. <gasps> Uh, the new rescue. Oh my god, I'm fucking obsessed. Severus. His name is Severus. Yeah, of course, his name is Severus. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> oh my god, you look amazing. It's good to see Boop. Oh, god, show me the dog again. <laughs> it's his birthday. What it's the my fuck? birthday today. Matt, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> oh no, we shouldn't be doing this on your birthday. No, it's fine. Okay, babe, it's fine. Well, let's do it really quick. It. Love, Love you, Candice. Love you, Severus. Matt, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> Because I don't like to talk about myself, let alone my birthday. Well, we've got an hour to talk about you. So fuck me, let's start with what you're planning on doing for your birthday. Obviously, Candice is there. What's what's on the agenda, son? So basically, we're this is a day off from Dancing on Ice because we're leading up to the final right now. And because COVID restrictions in the country have relaxed a bit, it's kind of the first time all of the pros can get together. Yeah. So Candice is hosting us at the pub tonight. Um, everybody's coming up later this afternoon. And we're just going to have, it's going to just be nice to be in the same room with everybody since we haven't been able to hang out. And, you know, there's new pros this year that we haven't had a lot of time to get to know. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a really fun afternoon. Oh, babe, well, happy birthday. I am honestly honoured you're choosing to spend even an hour of it with me. I'm sure all my lovely of listeners course. feel the same way. Oh, you, Candice is like, that puppy's unreal. Will you get her to send us loads of spam? I will, yes. And will, will you also get her to tell us how Sybil's been doing? Because I know she's not been very well. Yeah, she's now the pirate puppy. 
one-eyed. <laughs> but I bet you she's still very cute. Ugly dogs she always is. kind of are. Don't tell her I said that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then, honestly, let's crack on with this podcast, mate. Now that all that's out the way, um, you are famous for being that silver-footed Lothario on the ice, and I just want to know: has that always been your like plan? Did you always want to be an ice skater? How did you get into it? Talk to us through. Well, thank you very much for those compliments. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the funny thing is, is I, I skated as a kid. I grew up on a farm. Um, and basically I started skating cause my grandfather, um, well, my cousin and I, if we go back a little bit further, my cousin and I used to sneak over to the neighboring farm and, uh, ice skate in the winter times growing up in Minnesota. It's the, the, the lakes and the ponds are frozen from like October until April. I'm I'm getting like um like Mighty Ducks flashes. Like is that the Completely. vibe? Like yeah, okay, cool. Oh, 100% Mighty Ducks. 100% Mighty Ducks. And basically, um it was a bit dangerous, you know, at the age of like 6 and 7 us sneaking over to the neighbor's farm because it was like a 15-20 minute walk for us, you know, in in the middle of winter. So we woke up on Christmas when I was 8 years old. Uh, to we both got a brand new pair of ice skates. Oh, I love. We're like, that. oh my god, this is so amazing because we don't have to like you know steal our aunts and uncles and, and whatever. <laughs> but he said, oh well, that's not it. And he opened up the curtains to the back of the the house, and he had made us our own ice rink. He had flooded Ooh. one of the back pastures. So I owe my entire career to my late grandfather, um, and basically just from there it was you know I just kind of fell into it, lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, started taking lessons at a little local rink. A coach scouted me and said, actually, you've got some talent here. Um, I then went on to compete nationally and internationally for the U.S., kind of all over the world. Shit. Uh, won, my first, won my first national title um, at the age of, I think I was 20. Yeah. Um, however, my skating partner, my competitive partner at that time was suffering from bulimia. Um, and is that quite is that quite common, Matt? Because those skimpy little outfits, like you know, I've got the same body <laughs> yeah. hang ups that every other woman man has. So like they they give me a bit of anxiety. Like I can imagine having to wear them and everyone watching you. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and I think within any sort of elite ath- athletic sport, you know, especially as a, a a girl coming into her age of of a woman, yeah. you know, when you when you body's hit that, changing. You know, your body's changing. And what we found is because my discipline was pairs. So I lift the girls, I throw the girls, I do all of sort of the really athletic stuff. Bulimia, eating disorders, anorexia really is a, it's a, it's a major issue within figure right. skating that needs to be talked about oh, yeah. even more than, than it already is. However, um, I made a decision because Heather was so unhappy with where she was in her life and who she was. Um, I actually broke the partnership up and we were ranked fifth in the world at that time. We were slated to do the Salt Lake City Olympics. Um, And it was kind of a shock to the Skating Federation. It was a shock to our coaching staff. It was a shock to her. Was it a big, was it a big scandal then? Like taking that step, like you watch all these films, don't you? And like TV shows and... I, th- I feel like I've definitely watched a series very recently on Netflix. You know, the one with the girl from Skins about skating and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like it, th- th- there always seems to be like, you know, so much pressure on these like, young athletes and so much, and people are so desperate to do well. Like walking away from that, I imagine that was a big decision. It was a huge decision. Um, and I, the reason I made this decision was, I think 
you know, even with even if we were to go on to the Olympics and that minute chance of us winning a gold medal, you wouldn't be happy. She would never have been happy. Uh, and I couldn't live with myself as a human being, pushing her through that, potentially her becoming very, very ill um, and, you know, selfishly wanting to just do this for myself because we were a partnership and I was very close with her and her family. Um, and she took it really hard, you know, and I think it was a big decision that we had to make with our coaching staff as well. Um, and I walked away from it. And however, the silver lining is, is that she is now a doctorate of nutrition. Oh she's my happier God. than she's ever been. What a, you know, and, what a lovely end to that story though. Yeah. Yeah, was, I feel like was, you are part of her success story, Matt. I bet like at the time it was a little bit hairy and I bet there was a kind of awkward dynamic. I'm sure she was angry. I'm sure she was sad. Oh, I'm sure God, she yeah. felt frustrated. And I'm sure you had those feelings too. But like if you'd have kept pushing her to go and she'd have kept pushing herself, it would have been at the detriment of our mental health and our physical and God knows where she would have been now. So I hope you absolutely. feel quite proud of yourself. That takes a lot of courage, that you know. It, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel, I wouldn't, well, no, I guess I do feel proud of that decision because of how it ended up, you know, but yeah. at the time when we hit these crossroads sometimes and we have to make these really major decisions, it's, it was a lot of anxiety. It was, you know, I've fucked up my life for the, or fucked up my career for the rest of my life. Yeah. Sorry, can we, can we swear on here? You're on my fucking podcast, mate. Of course you can swear. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, but it was, you know. Everything leads to to what's next. Um, you know, as soon as one door closes, another one opens. Uh, and I think through that decision and leaving the competitive world, I took some time off and I jumped back into television, uh, working in production, but also going, you know, I was a commercial actor as a kid. I had modeled as a, as a kid as well. So that pushed me back into TV, which then led to um, getting a phone call, you know, back in 2000, the summer of 2005 from... Uh, a producer here in England to say, hey, we heard that, you know, you work in television and you have a background in ice skating. You're kind of like a double threat. You are exactly what they were looking for in that sense, right? Yeah, for that first series of Dancing on Ice, I was exactly what they were looking for. And the weird thing is, is that, you know, this producer said, we got your name from Torval and Dean and we want you to come do the show for us. And I was like, Wait, Torval and Dean know who I am? Oh my you God, know? that must have been like such a buzz as an ice skater to be like fucking Torval and Dean know who I am. Well, I hung my skates up. Yeah. Like I get, I quit because I was so burnt out from the competitive side of the sport. I was so emotionally burnt out from, you know, from everything that I had gone through. And I was, you know, I lived in New York for uh, six months and working with casting directors and different things like that. They were like, oh, you're kind of not New York. You need to go to L.A. Is that because like you're tanned and like surfery? <laughs> is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it just was kind of like my acting style. I knew I wasn't going to I didn't want to do theater. I wasn't, you know, bound for Broadway. I, I wanted to do at the time I was auditioning for soaps. Um, I can see you in a soap, though. You'd be very soapy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I did, um, which then led to, I got to the last three for All My Children, which was <gasps> a huge soap in the States. Yeah, All and My Children, Days of Our Lives, all that sort yeah. of stuff, man. I love it. Yeah, so it was down to me and Josh Dumal and then another actor, which that then launched Josh Dumal's career. Because he was so, married to Fergie, wasn't he? He did Transformers yeah. and everything. Oh, you could have been married to Fergie, Matt. Oh, my God. No. 
I've taken a, I've taken a, or I've chosen another path. So, pro- probably not the best black eyed pea for you, I'd say. No, not at all. Not at all. So it just was, you know, it's been an incredible journey up until this point. And, you know, now here we are, 14 series of Dancing on Ice. And it's, you know, it's just been, it's been incredible. I feel very blessed, very lucky, you know. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So do you believe then in like sort of the butterfly effect, you know, everything for a reason, everything at the right time, even if you can't explain it there and then, because it seems as though like, regardless of the twist and turns, you've ended up exactly where you were meant to be. I, so I I am a spiritual person. I do believe in aspects of the butterfly effect, but at the same token too, you know, when we, everybody's like that whole feeling of deja vu. Yeah. Like, God, I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've done this before. To me, that's the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, telling you, you are at the right place at the right time. Everybody's got that thing, haven't they? Like that brings them a little bit of comfort. And like, I know it's really silly. And so, some, my sister, for example, is really scornful about all this. Like me and me mom, like we love manifesting. We've read The Secret. Like we're those arseholes, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. my sister's like, if you, will you, if someone fucking talks to me about manifesting one more time, like she's <laughs> so against it, right? But I, yeah. so I, I read somewhere that, you know, if you look at your phone and like the time pops up across the top, and I often look at the, and you see like the same time every day. I catch myself on three occasions a, a week at least looking at it when it says, when it's 12.34, one, two, three, four. So I Googled it because I was like, that's got to mean something, you know? And like, obviously, oh, I'm wow, yeah. desperate for my life to make sense all the time, aren't we all? And one, two, three, four, if the numbers go up directly like that, it's meant to mean your life is going in the right direction. Really? If you spot the numbers at that time, isn't that some, Isn't that nice? Oh, wow. I mean, and that's the, the, the whole critics thing is like, oh, well, you're just like you're creating that own in your own head, you know, and like your body knows when it's time to look at the phone and this, that and the other. But it's there are too many things that are more than just a coincidence that happen. Yeah. And Do you also, know what I mean? like, you know, I'm never going to be the type of person who says to something that brings someone happiness or comfort or joy or like a reason, you know, yeah. I'm never going to be like, oh, fuck that. Your phone's always in your hand. No wonder you catch it at that time every day. But like, yeah. you know, who cares? Whatever it is for anybody. So, yeah, so that's my thing. But I prob I properly believe like you're where you should be, Matt. Um, and like. There are so many different ways it could have gone and all the rest of it. So, no, I feel like you should take great comfort in that. And as well, like, look at the way, like, athletes are behaving now. So you've got Simone Bales, who, like, 
who took that active step back when she was like ranked world number one when everyone was expecting so much she took that step back for her mental health like you were making those decisions for your partner Heather you were helping like how many years ago so no you were ahead of your time mate you were trailblazing yeah well I think it's just I, I don't I've always kind of been I just don't take shit do you know what I mean? Like, and I've learned how to manage that because that can come off as being cocky or that can come off as being an asshole or or whatever. But if you feel, I think it was because, you know, my parents divorced when I was quite young. I lost my mom when I was 17. My dad had remarried. I'm so sorry. And it were always, they were always instilling in me that you're worth something, regardless of what you do. You know, if you want to skate, great. If you don't, great. Like, we, we will support you through everything. And it was a matter of always having that feeling of um, owning your decisions and also not taking shit from people. And I think being being a, a child athlete and going through many coaches and seeing how my parents reacted to how those coaches reacted to me, like if they were too strict with me or if they were being abusive, my parents put them in their place. Yeah. Or my dad, you know, my dad really kind of drove that ship. So... I always kind of had that. Yeah, it's good that you had them looking over your shoulder and protecting you in that sense. Because again, I'm going back to all these things I've watched. You know, we've all watched them on the telly, haven't we? Like the gymnastics films with young girls or the dancing, like the, the dancing ones or the ice skating ones. And there is always like a very, there's often a difficult dynamic between like an athlete and a coach, isn't there? And it's nice that they sort of were looking out for you and had you back. Yeah. Well, and I think in these in these certain situations with these child athletes, the parents have a lot to do with that equation. Yeah, of course. You know, it's like the the stage mom syndrome. Oh, it's like I, the absolutely. parent wants it more than the kid, right? And yeah. that's disgusting. You see a lot of that, though. I think it's like vicariously living through your children, isn't it? Like this whole like toddler. I watch a lot of toddlers and tiaras. I don't know if you do. Too. <laughs> of course you've probably, you do. You've probably got a life, but um, yeah, that's how I like to spend my evenings. <laughs> and you see these women and they're like, you know, and not to make a sweeping generalisation, but their kids always called something like, you know, Gracie May. And like, yeah. Gracie May wants from this. from the South. Yeah. <laughs> Bible Belt. You know, but like they're like, oh, Gracie May wants this and blah, 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 blah. And I think, does Gracie May? Or does Gracie May like just want to play with our Barbies and like in a garden with our pals? Yeah, and eat McDonald's. And do you want this? So like, yeah, yeah there's, there must be a lot of that. And is there a lot of that in ice skating as well? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you'll see the moms and or dads that are sat by the side of the ice screaming at the kids more than the coaches. I mean, I have friends of mine whom when they were growing up, I mean, their parents would beat them. If they didn't land a jump or if they no. didn't do a clean program in their practice, they'd get in the car and they'd, they'd smack them with the skate guards, which are like hard plastic things that go on the bottom of your blades to protect Jesus your blades. Jesus Christ, that's so, so abusive. Yeah. there We need a real sort of revolution within especially sports in the in the U.S. and probably worldwide, you know, because it's... There, there's just too much stuff that goes on that's not right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Come on, then. Just quick change attack. If you could have been anything, so if you could have pursued the, you know, competitive ice skating, or if you could have really pursued the soap acting, and you could have either been, like, Olympic medalist or, like, you know, like the equivalent of Joey Tribbiani's success in uh, <laughs> Days of Our Lives from Friends, yeah. what would you have rather had? To be fair, I wouldn't go down the. I wouldn't have gone down the soap road. I kind of just fell into that. Um, right. I I want to be a weatherman. 
<laughs> hang on a second. Right, how many lives do you want? Okay, so hang on. How, babe, was, I want it all. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> want it all, I want it yesterday. So where's the weather king comes from? I think because as well, growing up on a farm in Minnesota, you know, we get these extreme weather conditions, super cold in the winter, super warm and humid and muggy and in the the summertime and it's you know we're the start of tornado alley yeah and i've been as a kid i went through uh two tornadoes that literally went over the house and experiencing mother nature at its finest or at its most extreme fascinated with the weather i am absolutely i am a geek to the core about isobars and fronts and you know the clouds and this, that, and all the weather systems. So I, I... I had no idea you had such a hard-on over, like, precipitation. I'm I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> you're, you're a That's weather geek. Truth. I'm a complete weather geek. I can work a green screen, babe, better than, like, <laughs> anyone. I really Coming hope... Coming in from the West. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope you get this, this dream of yours comes true. I'm going to start campaigning yeah. for you to be like ITV's next big weatherman. Have you told them? Because it feels like they love you over there. I'm sure they'd give you like a weather-based like slot. I have. I think you're probably the first person I've told that to. I feel very honoured. I feel very yeah. honoured. As of today, we will start the campaign to get Matt Evers on GMB as their new weatherman. You'd look the, great. Well, and I've, I've befriended Laura Tobin. Like, she's a good friend of mine. And I just, I actually, I have told Laura that I do want her job. And she said when she learns to ice skate is when I can take her weather job. So we'll why see. Don't you, why don't you, why don't, doesn't she be your next partner on Dancing on Ice? And then you can like, there you go. Sh- show, like share each other's skill set and do a bit of a job swap. Absolutely. That would be, I'm oh just my saying. God, that'd be so much fun. There's also a show in there as well. Put me producer head on for a second. But like people swapping jobs right there. I'd watch it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right, listen, we've started talking about your partners on Dancing on Ice. Um, and before like, we get into like part two, I just want to ask, are you going to be unprofessional enough to tell me who your favourite ever partner was? Because um, you've had a few. Yeah, why not? Go on, yes, why fucking not? do it. That's the energy I'm here for today. Come on, tell me who your favourite <laughs> ever has been. And you, just because Candice is there, don't think you have to see her. She can't hear my side of the conversation. Oh, no, she's, I mean, she's like one of my best mates, so she's not one of my best partners. <laughs> Savage! <laughs> Come on, tell me who it's been. You've had some good ones. Um, I have to say Georgie Porter. I mean, I could have seen that coming, mate. You did so well. Did Georgie come second? Yeah. 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 Right, and and come on, like, she's just like ja- like she's jazz hands, isn't she? Like Georgie's got like a musical theatre background. I've seen her in Fame. Like I've watched her in yeah. Hollyoaks. Like she's just a very talented person. Like to compare the fourteen partners that I've had now, well, fifteen because I did the series in Australia with Jane and Chris as well. Um, they're all apples to oranges, right? Um, they all mean something to me that's different, and they all they're all incredible in their own ways. You know, like. Bonnie Langford, my first partner, you know, we taught the headbanger to for the first time ever. Um, and it's actually not even called the headbanger in professional skating. It's called a bounce spin. But because she smacked her head the first time we tried it, that's how it got the name, the headbanger. Um, so dangerous. To Heather, I skated with Heather Mills, the first no. amputee. You're the first person to ever, you know, skate with, um, what, with the prosthetic. What and then, was she like in real life, Matt? Because she gets some she stick. She was awesome. Well, she, all right, okay. Oh, my God. She brought co- she brought coffee in for the crew every single day. Oh, that's really um, nice, Coffee and it? pastries. Like, yeah, she just was awesome. I actually, I did get to speak to Paul on the phone once. No. Which I was like, 
oh my God, I'm speaking to a beetle. Yeah, that's pretty um, big. Uh, but she was awesome. Uh, you know, moving on then on to, I one was Suzanne Shaw, who yeah. was just incredible and she's still a good friend of mine. But I think Georgie encapsulated what exactly the show is all about. Um, she had a little bit of dance training, not as much as the contestants do these days, but... Um, yeah, there's some, like, actual out-and-out dancers, isn't there? No. Oh, it's ridiculous. The standard of the show right now is is absolutely incredible. But, you know, Georgie was working full-time at Hollyoaks, so we were skating at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning to, uh, you know, just to accommodate, like, her shooting schedule. And she just brought something so special to the ice, and I think... As a woman who looks like how she looks, she's an absolute babe, right? Oh, she's unreal. But she is an absolute geek, and she <sighs> takes the piss out of herself all the time, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Georgie's got, like, a proper special place in my heart. We obviously did um, a celebrity together. Yeah. And, um, like, I've met loads of, like, Hollyoaks stars and, like, soap stars and stuff and always felt like you know like some of them not all of them because I'm friends with like Brooke and I'm friends with you know there's some great ones but I always kind of felt like oh god they take themselves a bit seriously and like as actors like they've got this craft and they kind of look down the nose a bit at reality TV because we're just we just got pissed and that's how we got famous like I I, I, so I kind of felt like there was this divide and then I met Georgie and she was open and honest and like so friendly and like you say like goofy and just kind and unassuming and no I fell in love with her a little bit so I feel like I'm I'm not surprised she's your favorite and she uh, she just works so hard as well doesn't she she does yeah I was actually in LA with her when she got the phone call for celeb really she came out and lived in LA for a couple of years yeah and um we went bathing suit bathing suit shopping which was like very odd (laughs) Um, no, like, but, I mean you smashed it though because those shower scenes of Georgie's were absolutely class mine weren't, <laughs> mine weren't good I like got shampoo in my eye and nearly fell over I was not sexy but Georgie is sexy <laughs> she's, a, she's a babe <laughs> oh Matt I've absolutely loved talking to you um, I'm going to have a quick break because I'm desperate for a wee and then can we come back in part two and then I promise I'll let you go and enjoy your birthday amazeballs <laughs> yes sure When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.